Greetings, salutations, hello everyone, and welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm David, I'm DJM. I'm joined by my co-host, Jack. Jack has a bunch of names. I really only have two. Jack, what's up? Uh, the price of gas and the the amount of smoke and ash in the air and in my lungs. That, that's not This good. podcast is brought to you by the letter A for ash. That, that's not good at all. So I'm hoping that my co-host survives because we actually have another guest on the old APOS this week. Uh, Jack, we've managed to sucker, I mean, I mean, welcome another fine guest onto our little project. And I'd like to personally welcome writer and host of the Dojo Talk podcast, Mr. Mike Williams, a.k.a. Mike Will. And I just want to say, we'll get the joke out of the way right now, it is truly a pleasure that Mike Will made it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mike, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Um, there there it is, everybody. We, we got it out of the way. We got it out of the way. <laughs> that name has followed me at my job for four years now. <laughs> I can't escape it. But well, <laughs> at least it means you're making things happen. You're making things happen. I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, again, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, let's just jump right in. In uh, mil- let me try that again. Let us jump right in. Uh, Evolution 2018. In my salad. The the big old fighting game tournament happened, and that yeah. was a lot of fun. And we got some characters for some various games. Uh, pretty much all of them. Uh, all of the big games had some announcements. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Tekken, Street Fighter, Smash, a whole bunch of announcements. Uh, and I, I know personally, uh, I will talk about Tekken a little bit later, but Jack, uh, Evo happened and there, there were some big, big announcements. Uh, did you catch these? Oh yeah. Um, I didn't catch any of them except for, because unfortunately all the anime, uh, fighter fans are moving out of my area and all the smash people are left. And I really just don't feel like we click, but I sure heard about that. But it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool anyway. But please catch me up on the real fighting news first. <laughs> well, first and foremost. <laughs> well, first and foremost, uh, for Dragon Ball Fighters, I love cooler. you, Smash fans. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't get the Smash fans on us. Come on, they're they're okay. I only do it because I love you. This disrespect You're, is so unreal. <laughs> no, like, okay. no, like seriously. No, can I can I just be honest with you guys? It's like, I'm such an asshole to all of you locally, and even some of you on the internet, and you're all just really sweet, like, hey, yeah, man, like, we're just gonna just knock back a couple rounds of Diddy Kong, it's no big deal. It's like, you guys are the sweetest, like, you guys are like the Ned Flanders of the fighting game community, like, nobody <laughs> wants you here, and you don't leave, but you're so nice. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, can I just get the smash thing out of the way? I'm so sorry, David. Of course, of course, Jack. Uh, uh, Simon th- Belmont. <laughs> Simon yeah. Belmont said smash. And people care about Castlevania again, you fair weather fans. What is a man well, that, but a miserable did, did pile you, of DLC? Well, did you catch the the Netflix series? Because net, now we're we're capitalizing on the Castlevania boom. 
we are we are like that always felt to me though like there were there were like a group of anime fans who never really seemed to like uh jive with the game all that much so like i don't know i don't know what it is but you know simon belmont you get some castlevania representation in there and there's an echo fighter i actually didn't check what that is but for any of you who don't know what asinine things are going on in the smash community that basically means it's like a clone fighter and it's another protagonist from castlevania i didn't see which particular one so my apologies i'm looking that up right now but uh yeah that was all the smash <laughs> that was all the smash news <laughs> so was it's it out of the way i think his name was richter oh richter say. i think that's it that was it must have been one of the ones i haven't played like like the 3ds ones or something i don't know coming yeah, from the smash side of things I was, I'll, I'll ahead, put myself Mike. in that bucket of people who actually was not a big fan of the game, but I love the anime. Oh, the anime is just like it, it is its own thing. And like Castlevania, like Castlevania is an acquired taste. Can we all be fair? It's like drinking vinegar. Like you can say you like it and I like vinegar, but like <laughs> I also like getting uh, thrown forcibly off a cliff by Frankenstein's monster 60 times in a row, apparently. So, you know, we know, we know, <laughs> but uh, guys, from the smash I, side of things, <laughs> I, I do want to ask about one character that that was announced and that is King K rule. Oh yeah. I completely, how could I forget about K rule? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Let's talk about that. A, a yeah, rare this, character back. This is a character That's- that I'm not entirely familiar with. So Jack, please b- bring me up to speed. Oh, okay. Uh, King K. Rule was the uh, the Donkey Kong Country main antagonist. He basically ruled what was the neighboring island to Donkey Kong's island and stole all the bananas and did so with a bunch of different guns and ships. So he's pretty cool. He's a reptile. Everybody kind of answers to him. He's the reptile king. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he's got because throughout the games, the Donkey Kong Country games, like the boss battles are, they're like a whole feature film, man. Like, look these, look these fights up. You've got like mad scientist fights and Tesla coils and a giant blunderbuss that shoots goo that makes you walk backwards. Like for the, for the Super Nintendo, like these are, these are some huge cinematic boss fights. And of course everything looks great because of the pre-render textures, but this is going to be a full, full three, fully rendered 3D model king k rule and this is what's interesting about this from uh you know the copyright standpoint and the cultural standpoint david is this is a rare created character a character from rareware uh of course the uk uh developer that teamed up with nintendo to make the donkey kong country series and then of course uh they're not collaborating anymore on the return side of things so um the rare characters like the kremlings the reptiles k rule they've been out so it's really interesting this is something like banjo kazooie or conquer show up in smash this is you know this is really big this is a rare character coming back into nintendo property for the first time in well uh, i gotta do the math now that it's been decades long (laughs) it's been at least it's been at least a decade okay but um yeah, that that's that's some fun stuff, and you know the the villains, you know, on the villainous side of things, there it's sounding like whatever they're got going on for the Smash situation is going to be kind of like the Ultimate Marvel 
versus Capcom situation, like heroes versus villains, big old team up, but that's nothing new in fighting games. So I think with that, we can definitely move on to the really exciting stuff. So David, please fill me in on the stuff I didn't find out about because... So Dragon Ball Fighters... Dragon Ball Fighters has been super successful, as we all know, and they are about to introduce a character that is not a Saiyan and not a Goku, everybody. It's cooler. It's cooler. Frieza's brother. Cooler was announced at at Evo and will be a part of Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, As we all know uh, from the Dragon Ball Z movie, Revenge of Cooler. Uh, Frieza's older brother and other son of King Cold. Uh, Mike, asking you, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, did you catch this? How do you feel about Frieza as a character? Did you did you see the trailer? Did you see the video? Um, I actually did not catch his trailer, um, but I do like him as a character. Um, I get excited for anything for that game. I, I wish I had just more time <laughs> to play it. It's just one of those games that when I do finally get a chance to play, it's just it's greatness for the 20 to 30 minutes that I get to sit aside and play it. But no, he's an awesome character. Um, As someone who's not a huge Frieza fan, I like him much better than Frieza. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm excited that they they brought him over. Um, Yeah, anything they do, anybody they bring over, I'm going to be happy about. So you you will hear no complaints from me. At this point, it really feels like Dragon Ball fighters can do no wrong. Uh, for a game to be as successful as it has been in such a short time, uh, aside from having too many Gokus and and, and Bardock, who is Goku's <laughs> father, <laughs> so many Gokus and 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 and, and another. Why Vegeta? can't really? I hold all these Gokus? And and then there are almost as many Vegetas. I get it, everybody. Goku and Vegeta are the most popular characters. I get it. They're really cool. You, you don't understand, are. David. They're I really cool. I get it. I get it. I mean, I I wanted one of those button-down Dragon Ball Z shirts with Goku and Vegeta on them back in the day, but I never got one. I get it. I get it. But yeah, you could throw in Yajirobe if you wanted. Uh, you well, the more I think about it, a character that I'd really like is Whis. Is that too much to ask? Is Whis too much to ask for? Here's the thing they're not going to teach you at any other anime podcast, folks. Only on the anime podcast of some sort. The some sort are the life lessons that you need to learn. Diversify, much like your stock market portfolio. Diversify the kinds of characters that you play in your fighting games. Sample from the rich tapestry smorgasbord that they've given you in these delightful, delightful rosters. D- don't, don't just pick up. Don't cookies, be basic. Please. Don't don't be, don't be the base. Don't order. Don't the pumpkin be a Dragon spice Ball basic bitch. Do not <laughs> We're do saying, that. don't be a Dragon Ball basic bitch. Don't just pick the Saiyans. You pick one because I I played Gohan. I will play adult Gohan, but but that that's Is the one team, Saiyan that I play. Uh, so in terms of bake. A basic is an all Goku team, the pumpkin spice latte, and then like the caramel macchiato is is if you have all Vegetas. <laughs> is this the level of basic on the pH scale? Please, if you if you throw in if you throw in if you throw in Gohan, it's the espresso shot. There you go. 
There you go. <laughs> See, now I'm, no, trying but to, then guys, I'm trying to remember what team did I run when I played. Uh, I played Piccolo, Adult Gohan, and uh, for the third character, I would occasionally dabble with uh, Krillin or Android 21 because she was just the waifu, point blank. Android 21 was, was the waifu. Andrew twenty one is beautiful. I I really I I haven't I haven't had any playtime alone with her as that is not a character I have. Oh, Jack, and also not a game. I <laughs> but when I play, oh boy, she's wonderful. But I always pick Boo. Like all my other stuff, it's like whatever. Like I'll I'll play around. I'll try everybody. But like Boo, Boo is so fun for me. And I'm sure that makes absolutely nobody surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how but I felt about Adult David? Gohan. I, that's kind of how I felt about Adult Gohan. He's just that one character in that game that I really, really like the most. And everybody else I just kind of mess around with. It's kind of my one big gripe with Dragon Ball Fighters is that I kind of wish that along with the three on three, it could have had two by two or one V one or a one on one. That's what I love about stuff like Skullgirls. If you're feeling like playing a team fighter, you can play a team fighter. If you're playing a one on one, if you want to play like like a regular game, like street fighter, dark soccer's, you can play that. Like you can switch around. And I love that kind of stuff. And of course, um, SNK versus Capcom at the same time with your team sizes and team power. But, uh, David, Android 21, you say? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we, base we level. We don't often talk what? about fictional characters gracing uh, our eyes, do we? Uh, a human uh, base level Android 21, not mm. transformed Android 21. Oh, okay. Now, si- since That's we've jumped... Said. Since we've jumped onto the subject of, of waifus for, for yours truly, let's talk about Tekken. Hey, and some legacy characters are coming back to Tekken 7. Uh, Lei Wulong, the super cop, and my true number one Yay. fighting game fighting game waifu, Anna Williams. Yay, Anna Williams. Uh, I am Hooray. way over the moon about her <laughs> coming back to Tekken. I was genuinely disappointed that she was not in Tekken 7, and now she is. I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. Uh, also, a character was announced uh, of upcoming characters and this left Tekken fans and and fighting game fans the world over with a collective what and Jack I'm talking about Negan from The Walking Dead will be what? in Tekken 7 <laughs> what did, when did I it? saw that headline like Wait. it didn't <laughs> make so much sense but at the same time, I just never questioned it. I was like, oh, Negan's going to be mean, I, I guess like, I just have to roll with it. <laughs> we've had stories like this before, David, but this is like the most out of left field. This is like the least Tekken character. It's, um, it's amazing. It's, it's Katsuhiro Harada being the madman that he is. Whose idea was this? I just want to know, like, in his story campaign, like, who, (laughs) 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 who is he going to have beef with? Is is Negan (laughs) taking out the Mishima family? Is 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 everybody getting Lucille? (laughs) Is it going to be like Eltonum? Pardon for my lack of pronunciation. There's like no consonants in that game. But the guest character in Undernight, Eltonum, uh, being of course from Melty Blood, 
uh, kind of just having no beef with anybody, just kind of going like, hey, I'm just going to play with the meta of this universe for a while because my rules operate completely different from this universe. <laughs> if we take, I, I think if more things take themselves to that level of uh, meta commentary, I, th- I think we can, I think we can all safely say that uh, we'll have a lot more fun with it, especially with like guest characters. The story modes are just like, mm, mm. They're the most fun. Like they're they're just silly and gratuitous and, and just nonstop fan service. And I'm excited for Tekken Seven players now, uh, especially Mike, for. I, I want to throw this one at you because when I saw this, and and one as a fan of The Walking Dead, I I absolutely flipped. I loved it. Uh, and as someone who loves Tekken, I I loved the reaction from the Tekken community. But it made me think of one guy in particular, and that guy is Ed Boon, head of NetherRealm Studios, mm. uh, the man responsible for the Mortal Kombat games and the Injustice games. And in recent years, both Injustice and Mortal Kombat have had quite a few strange, unpredictable guest characters that have come completely out of the blue. And it made me think. I realized, Harada realized, why can't we do something like that? And here we are. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to playing, uh, having Lucille doing some bound combos. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Negan using uh, Lucille as like an uppercut, a down forward two. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) I really am. I'm looking forward to what Negan's uh, rage attack will be. Uh, and and more than anything, I'm looking forward to seeing how ne- a character that uh, like Negan will do against the Korean players. So, <laughs> I want to put this. I want to put this out there for the both of you, and also for our listeners. Uh, how much more batshit can we go from this when it comes to guest fighters in games? <laughs> can mean- we get like? Tommy was so in Blaze Blue. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I hope almost th- there's a small part of me that just kind of likes chaos and just when things are just out of control. I want this to become like a, a thing now. Let's People... just, you know. And I, I feel like you, you gotta give Tekken some slack. I mean, the, the base roster is really good. So why not just throw in, you know, why not just give me one wild card who just has no business being yeah, here? You people know. like they they keep saying like oh cr- crossovers are so cringy they're just like wish fulfillment fan service and like if you don't do it right like shut up cool people fighting shut up and it's like you, you got like 30 other characters to play with let me yeah, enjoy <laughs> let me enjoy uh negan and lucille and you and, can go and i assume whoever. this is dlc so like you don't even have to like look at him you don't have to do anything <laughs> It's completely free to ignore him. Right. Like, come guys, on, guys. It's no big deal. I just had an idea for another guest character, and this can be in any fighting game at all. Space Dandy and Skullgirls? I don't hate it. I don't hate I it, Jackson. It. I've been waiting but for uh, Casey from the Ninja Turtles to pop up in a game any minute now. I mean, the Ninja Turtles. They're in Injustice, are, so. They're in Injustice. It's it could possible. be. But I'm, but I'm going to throw this one out be. there. I mean, let's get. Yes. Or for Tekken, I think this would work in Tekken because he he is a martial artist, and uh, also he he has been known to turn red for like the rage drive in Tekken. 
Uh, for those of you out there that are familiar with the cinema classic, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. For Tekken 7, I nominate the Shogun of Harlem. Yes. Shonuff. All right. Yes. All yes. right. Shonuff. Is he the prettiest? Is he the meanest? Shonuff. If I see the glow in a video game, I just might like cry and faint and come back to life and cry and faint and just I might just explode. Like, I think I, what- like Bruce Leroy versus <laughs> Fei Long in Street Fighter. That, that's a thing that should have happened like years ago. I, I think what we need to do is just resurrect the, the online scene for Dong Dong Never Die and and just make this happen. Make the magic happen. Maybe get some of that FMV frames from uh, all those Jackie Chan fighting games. That'd be great. Maybe. <laughs> Let's just... I, I, what I'm saying is fighting games being wild and off the rails, I'm here for it. Especially since like cross-tag battle is basically banking everything on that. That's entirely what its premise is. So, fighting games. Gotta love it. I have the and, roster pulled up for Tekken now. Show enough versus Heiachi is a rivalry I want to see. Yes. Oh. I need I need this in my life now. Okay, but you are right, David. Shonuff would work in anything. Like, I want to see him in Soul Calibur. Soul Edge, even. Anything. <laughs> I want to see this everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Spread this across the world. Can this be, like, the thing? Can, the, can Shonuff just be, like, the one universal fighting game character? I will... I will, as they say in the Tekken community, email Harada. I'll get on that ASAP. But uh, let's wrap up the fighting game talk with Street Fighter. Uh, Everybody's favorite, allegedly, Street Fighter. Um, Sagat is going to be in Street Fighter, and everybody's happy because it's it's a character that everyone has played for the last thousand years, but he he hadn't shown up yet in Street Fighter V. Mike... Uh, th- this this seems to be uh, on your account. Uh, how you feeling about Sagat showing up? And and also, how do you feel about G? This character G G intrigues me. Um, well, Sagat first. Um, so I-, I was leading a silent protest on Street Fighter because Sagat is my favorite character. And when I first found out he wasn't in the game, I just I was like, I don't want to play this. I- if there's no Sagat, there's no me. I'm not here. I I can't. So Sagat's here, so now I can finally jump back. Alright, so I never really got on the bandwagon, so I guess now I can actually start playing this. Because if there's no Sagat, I'm not gonna play with anybody else. There are other characters that are good, but they're not Sagat. That's that's just me and my bias. Um G I don't know. Ooh, I'm looking <laughs> up G. G oh, G okay, hold on. He he looks interesting. Hold on. Um hold on a second. Uh, D- uh, David, you know I don't really like Street Fighter like at all. I'm usually really salty at, at how I think the far more interesting, much better animated Darkstalkers kind of fell behind it in success. Uh, G looks cool. G looks straight up awesome. <laughs> I'm down for I, this motherfucker. And in a beard. as <laughs> as someone who has enjoyed literally every other fighting game that isn't Street Fighter, I I also think G looks kind of cool. I I think this G is looks like, very cool. <laughs> This is like the one cool guy that goes to the steampunk convention and he just wanted to say hi because he saw you and he's like, hey, hey, I'm just uh, just another weekend. <laughs> I I love his story, though. His backstory is absolutely hilarious 
because he, he proclaims himself to be the president of Earth. Good. Well, I'm looking at his gameplay trailer, and I'm going to say he fights like it. Um, I think he's earned that title from what I'm seeing. This, this uh, I'm on his wiki page here, and he says to Akuma, you seek strength? Well, here I am, the embodiment of power, president of the, the world. I love it. Jesus. Oh yeah, I'm sold. I'm sold. Who's the voice actor for this guy? Christopher Corey Smith. Okay, I know. Oh, wait, uh, that's just Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's gonna be the like the best new character. <laughs> this is like now. The, now it sounds this is the fun. one reason I follow Street Fighter now, <laughs> just for this. And just gonna this this guy actually yeah. looks fun which is more than i can say for <laughs> he looks fun. most of street fighter he looks fun street fighter so generic and this guy just has like all the personality that everybody was missing <laughs> this is great g's accent is fairly similar to that of the character foghorn leghorn from both moody looney tunes and very melody good oh, lord i'm sold i'm, I'm sold <laughs> Rest, wrestler matt okay hold up hold up this is important this is important. Wrestler Matt Hardy also has manners similar to G's. His current acclaimed gimmick is both the broken and woken gimmicks in Impact you, Wrestling and WWE. Oh my mean, god. You mean the guy I cosplayed last year at multiple conventions, Matt Hardy? David! David! Oh man, I think I finally found the Street Fighter character I've been looking I, for. I think Street Fighter's a thing now. <laughs> I think I might have to, I, Jack, I think we might have to start fighting in the streets. We, we might have we to might do have that. To I think we might be fighting in the streets, David. We might be fighting in the streets. <laughs> but before we do that, we have to talk about some really good news. Yes. All of this anime stuff and everything, it's pretty much mainstream now everybody knows what anime is everybody knows what dragon ball z is and, and everything and, and nowadays uh the the divide between anime fandom is pretty thin like pretty much everyone has something that they like including uh for those of you that that dealt with strife in high school yes even now the supposed jocks love the weeb shit uh, all of you are probably familiar with Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods from the WWE. Uh, and now we have a gentleman by the name of Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels is a defensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers of the National Football League. And Crunchyroll recently did an interview with him where he openly proclaimed his love of anime and fandom and he I, I remember that in some cases where he he caught uh like a football and ran it back for a touchdown from a fumble or, or something uh, he or, or another player did the kamehameha when he threw the ball and, and and it's all really really good stuff uh mike you saw this uh mike daniels this guy uh it's pretty cool to see a guy like this so openly proud of his anime fandom it's kind of funny that you had put this on the docket because i was in a group text not too long ago and we were talking about this exact same thing about whether or not anime is mainstream yet and i was kind of on the fence about it but the more you see stories like this pop up i guess it's it's getting harder to deny um 
Yeah, like you, it's it's awesome to see somebody who just if you guys have watched, if if anybody wants to watch the video, it's up on Crunchyroll. He's very, it's it's awesome. It's so yeah. sweet, and it's it's what, unapologetic. Like what's the what's that great quote right in the middle where he's like, "I am a dork with muscles, and I am right. putting you in the locker." <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Like, oh my god, yes. Yeah, and, and, and the fact is, at him, he he's, is a, he's a large man. <laughs> he is a defensive lineman uh, who are yeah, usually the biggest dudes on the field. Uh, they're usually like six five, six six, uh, somewhere in between two hundred two hundred fifty and three hundred pounds. Sometimes more. Uh, these are the the big, big, big dudes uh, on the football field, and here he is just letting his weed flag fly like anybody else, and it's a beautiful thing. It's the most wholesome thing I've seen all week. It's so good you absolutely need to watch it as an anime fan please please do yourself a favor it will make it start your day with it you know get yourself your coffee your little half a grapefruit all the nice little treats and everything and get your energy up and just open up your day with that because it's such a sweet video and you know they they just they get into it they really do about how how different he he felt over his uh adolescence and and it's it's just everything that every single nerd has felt before and it's this guy again a defensive lineman (laughs) this is crazy can we stop saying that anime is just you know this niche thing because it's everywhere it's just everywhere and it's all of us it's it's each and every one of us we are anime is in all of us everyone it's in all of us I have a question to piggyback off of this. So do you ever think we'll hit a point where we'll start to see anime like feature films actually have like any sort of like box office success? Maybe to like the level of mm, not not like a Marvel movie or anything that crazy, but maybe like like a Disney or Pixar movie. Like, do you think we'll ever hit that point? Or like something like uh, your average box office action right. set piece, right? Like it, it might like Interstellar or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I think I it believe I believe deep down that if Funimation uh, were to work with Sony Pictures, who who they are now a subsidiary of, I believe that if there was a big Dragon Ball Z movie, like something starring Broly coming out in the not-too-distant future, and mm-hmm. Sony Pictures wanted to distribute it to distribute it on a larger level. Yeah, probably. I mean, in the past, Pokemon movies did well. Yu-Gi-Oh! movies did well. Dragon Ball is an iconic franchise all over the world. Why not? And they don't even really need to go... Uh, this is me talking out my ass here trying to pretend like I know anything of how these guys would go about making a movie but you know they don't even have to go like full live action with it they can they can go to like the you know the crazy CGI set pieces if they have to we've already seen that before with Ghost in the Shell obviously you know and even stuff like Ready Player One like you can augment these characters to look like you know these uncanny looking creatures again we kind of talked about it with uh, Alita which will be coming and and uh, 
you know, however it's going to be, whatever kind of aesthetic things, whatever sort of uh, directions they could take. I don't know. I, I think I think you're right uh, that it could be kind of like a popcorn movie thing where it becomes just this mainstream like us. Oh, just a man. It, it, but what I'm interested in less than that, more of these adaptations is you already see it for sure, especially in like cartoons. I'm looking at you, Cartoon Network. But like anime conventions and story shorthand and visual uh, stuff and action conventions, tropes, we're lifting that stuff into our fiction. And like, I just want to see how like not necessarily an anime uh, like inspired, not not anime as in it's based off of a certain franchise, but like an original story that's like straight up made with the conventions of anime for a Hollywood theater movie. Pacific Rim. Yeah, I, I mean, like something like that, or like I think A Man with the Iron Fist, even though that has much more in common with like classic kung fu movies, of course. But there was so there were there was some anime in there. Like you see it more and more, and I'd like to see maybe it become like a pulp movie kind of thing where like it's not not like a not like a genre because we've consistently said it on the show it's not a genre but i i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of wanting to see like 50 years in the future if if that would be a thing where it would become this kind of like maybe it just becomes a convention it becomes part of the filmmaking thing in america i don't know i don't know i'm just thinking out my i'm talking out my ass i, mean, here, I, but I think it's possible I think about because this stuff eventually i mean we're, we're on the, the the superhero wave now like that's the thing eventually mm-hmm. that's gonna run dry there are only so many superheroes that people care to see i mean i know we're all basking in it now i'm one of them i love it but it's not gonna be around for no, forever so maybe like anime inspired films could be like the next wave or you know not not saying it'll take it'll take over but it might be able yeah. to become more prevalent because the superhero wave is, is going to die down eventually. We're riding the wave now, but it's we're we're on the critical side of things now, and that's actually something I want to bring up on a later episode, David. After SAC anime is happening, everything I want us to come back to this. I'm going to bring this up to you really briefly, David. People of repute who I know who review animation have mentioned that a certain superhero movie recently is not that bad. You're not going to believe me, David. The Teen Titans Go movie is not bad. Yeah, I actually heard <laughs> I have the heard same. Things. I heard it was that it was pretty fun and, and pretty silly. And I am as someone making who a promise. Appreci- as someone who appreciates the show for its silliness and appreciates it for what it is, I don't, I don't find that too out of the ordinary. Go ahead, Jack. I, I've, I've made my peace with the show. I'm like, it's just, it's not my thing. I can watch it if it's on and it's silly because a friend of mine enjoys it and I like seeing his smiling, sunshiny face, sort of. But, the you know, if, if people of repute are saying, hey, you know, if you're tired of superhero movies, you owe it to yourself to just see this one because it it doesn't doesn't pull any punches. It's taken the piss out of it. I go, that's what I need to see. So I'm making a promise to you, David, and everybody else, just on this little minor tangent, that by next show, I'll have something to report about that. We'll see if any of those rumors are founded in any truth. But yeah, 
the the superhero thing dying out, maybe the next thing is kind of like anime anime convention movies, like the film version of Avatar: The Last Airbender, where it's this original take, original story with these kinds of trappings that you get in anime. That's what I meant. I don't know if I was clear on my analogy or not. I probably am. You guys are smart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to see where this goes all the time. And Mike Daniels, a beautiful, sunshiny human being. <laughs> you're all right. You're all right, Mike. You're, uh, you're, Jack, a, you're a good guy. You mentioned SAC anime. Uh, and I did. it's coming up uh, out there in, in NorCal. Uh, what have you got for us? So what have you got planned for SAC anime this year? So SAC anime uh, kind of crept up on me. I am currently in financial distress. So I guess by my comic, I still have co- copies by my book. Uh, but I'm actually planning on rubbing some elbows with people. I happen to know some folks who like to do anime journalism for freelance so they'll just kind of you know go from site to site and talk about the latest and greatest and uh i'm probably gonna kind of keep it on that level and kind of like be more one-on-one with people because i like the big crowds i like the cosplays and the cosplays are coming david we got cuphead fix it felix smithers and i'm fixing up mo i'm gonna make him all fancy for the for the ball I'm going to do the horrible, horrible, like, Back to the Future type suit he's got with the big fluffy dress shirt. But uh, I don't know. The conventions are fun, but I'm I'm going to kind of keep it on that side of things. But we still have Charles Martinet coming in. Oh, I need to bring Waluigi, too. That's another thing. And then as well for the guests, this don't mind me. I hadn't brought it up. I should have brought this page up before. The miracle of editing. Here we go. Here are our guests and events proper. Not only do we have the Cosplay Masquerade, which as all of you should know, who listen, uh, yours truly is the award-winning best performance of SAC Anime Winter 2018 right at the beginning of this year. That is right. Not only did I start watching The Simpsons in January, but I had to start it off probably the best vaudeville act that anyone's seen in the current year. Uh, so that'll be a thing. I will likely compete in that just as a walk-on this time, but uh, you know no one can outshine me. We've got the voice of Donald Duck, the current voice of Donald Duck right now, Tony Anselmo. Uh, so he obviously would be making appearances for DuckTales. That's really exciting. Uh, he also does some work with the Kingdom Hearts uh, video game series, not just as Donald, but it looks like here he's listed as bit part. So that's interesting. We've got Morgan Barry. Uh, she is in My Hero Academia as, oh, I don't know that character. Uh, David, I... I think you're caught up on my hero, I'd assume. Or or mm. you know the characters a little bit more than mm. I do. Uh, mm. I can't remember the black hole gal. I can't remember her name. Black Mike? Hole. That's her. Um, I, need, I need a picture. Or a well, yeah, that's all it's, right. It's, yeah, it's, She'll be there. She'll be there. It's the gal. Yeah, we got we got some stuff. Some people from Death Battle. Uh, the voice of Fira from Ruby, Jen Brown, if that excites anybody some folks from far cry of course a lot of the uh, overwatch uh voice team likes to show up richard epcar everybody that's gonna oh, be my man here my main richard man richard epcar 
the voice of many things to me, possibly the most important Boba Bo. He's Boba Bo, which we're definitely going to talk about in a minute. Believe uh, we're going to sing about it in a minute, David. You know me. You know what comes. <laughs> Uh, he is the voice of Raiden in Mortal Kombat. He's the voice of Bato from Ghost in the Shell. Uh, he is, of course, the voice of Boba Bo. Uh, he's in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, he is Richard Epcar is star. Everybody's Richard favorite Epcar Indiana Jones. Simply the man. He is the man. That is a and legendary resume. About <laughs> silly Boba Bo shitposting. He is just a cool, cool guy. We've also got uh, Mary Gibbs, who was the voice of Boo in. Uh, Monsters Incorporated, so that's kind of wild. A child actress is showing up and looking very distinctly unchildlike. I wonder if that has anything to do with the passage of time. Caitlin Glass, uh, mostly known for her voice as Haruhi Fujioka, the main character of Oran High School Host Club, or uh, Winfrey and Full Metal Alchemist, I think we're going to be talking about that in a little bit, along with uh, Mina Ashido in My Hero Academia, Vivi in One Piece, Evergreen in Fairy Tale, and Petra on Attack on Titan, among many, many others. Josh Greeley. Okay, yeah, this is another one that I'm actually really excited for because Josh Greeley is Kurinosuke, the princess jellyfish. That's right. This guy voices a 17 year old drag queen, and I love him. He is super sweet. Nice. Oh, we got Kratos. Kratos for Judge. He's great. Holy yes, shit. He okay. Is. Yeah, Brittany Karboski, she's great. Make sure you, make sure you get him to sign some Stargate stuff, people. Oh yeah, please. Like 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 bring in the obscure stuff, man. Like everybody on the Overwatch. Stargate like, isn't obscure. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, like, God, I'm old. Not, I'm so I, old. Sorry. Sorry. I'm I didn't so, I didn't mean I'm so old. David, David, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean obscure. I meant non-anime. I I I used obscure as shorthand, and that was the wrong word. I need a dictionary hey, or thesaurus. It's old man DJM, and I want to <laughs> tell you the story about the sci-fi franchise that that wasn't Star Wars or Star Trek. And, Battlestar Galactica. And it even had MacGyver on it. <laughs> oh, look here. We also got Monica Rial here. We're getting the we're getting some some more big pe- people like Richard Epcar here now. Christopher Sabat. Holy shit. Ian Sinclair. That's Space Daddy people. Uh, these are looks like Sack Anime has a pretty good amount of. Okay, so not pretty- only could I could I talk to the voice of Boba Bo, but I could also talk to uh, Dawn Patch. Sunny Street yeah. is here. Well, make sure that you be a total, a total fan, a total fanboy, and, and get like a conversation of the two of them as Bobo Bo and Don Patch, and, and record it and I'm, put I'm, it on YouTube. All I gotta you, do, you gotta man, do that. All I gotta do, man. I just gotta get myself that okay sign on both hands and just go. We go, we go, we go, we go, we go. And and you know, like like any like any actor, they love when people just act like completely non-human entities in front of them, and they'll know immediately what you're referencing because they remember every word they've ever been in off the top of their Everything. head. So please behave to them in a socially uh, uh, awkward manner. No, no, seriously, I love these guys, and I'll I'll be super sweet and and super excited to meet them and try my absolute best to just like not shake when I hand them custom made Boba Bo drawings I made. 
because we do that here at people. the anime podcast of some sort are very 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 excited about the news that came out of otakon this weekend from discotech media we're we're it, very we excited about it, it. i i it, think we do of- and mike we're gonna let you talk about full metal alchemist in a minute but i think we, we just have to get this out of our system uh at otakon in, in washington dc Ain't been much on my way, away, gone, okay. We met the wire, the Johnny Jaw. It had to happen. It it needed to be done. Stand up, stand along up, stand with, up, stand up. Along with many, many other licenses, including Giant Robo. Get hype for Giant Robo. <laughs> Discotech Media announced that they will be releasing fully subtitled and dubbed the complete series bo 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 David David do you know do you know the struggles it is to be a bo 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 fan during the age of tsunami yes do you yes remember? i do, do you yes remember i do trying to come up do you remember trying to put any sense of continuity in that damn show? I mean, it didn't uh, kind of matter, but it did matter, sort of. Like, Mike, no fights, people. It, it was shown. Let me, a- l- let me ask Mike. L- let me ask Mike. Uh, were you, are you familiar with Bo Bo Bo? I'm not. And I feel like with all the energy going on right now that I'm missing out <laughs> on something that I should have known about. Okay. Uh, he, he, very briefly, it's a parody me, of Fist of the North Star. I will uh, I will do this the, the best <laughs> I can. At its core, yes, it is simply a parody of Fist of the North Star. But that that's just at the at the top. That that's at the very surface level. Bo 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 is if you take Fist of the North Star, throw in every shonen jump series ever turn it into a complete complete nonsense parody that is self-referential beyond reproach and just insanely wildly funny that has an all-star dub cast that has a script that is brilliantly written that compensates for everything from Japanese-only references and humor to the fact that there are a lot of mistranslations and lost jokes to, to just make this insanely wild, brilliant, insane shonen anime that was Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged before Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged was a thing. And it is insane and brilliant. And it's all about not being bald. Don't be bald, people. It's evil. Like I'm so. <laughs> I think I think that's enough. How, you how, think how I'm kidding? This, uh, how how many seasons? Uh, the oh, entire boy. series is seventy-eight episodes. Uh, and when Toonami was on, much longer. <laughs> it is. And when Toonami was on Saturday nights, it got a full run. And so good. It was just absolutely hilarious. I just Th- remember this was though, the this like was the, the first you know. anime, Jack. I I, I want to say this was the first anime that I ever recalled that just left me on the floor laughing every single episode. Like, this was the n- first anime 
where I was like, I have to keep tuning in. Like other stuff I just watched because it was on and like, yeah, it was a regular thing. But this was like, no, I'm specifically tuning in to Toonami to watch Bobo Bo. Yeah. D- during like, the Saturday night happens. era. Absolutely. You've got to know the- what happens next, man. It sounds when like the Nar- way you guys feel about this is how I feel about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It, it's like, quite honestly, I think the tone, the humor, the style, and of course the the comedic stylings of Richard Epcar as uh, as as Boba Bo, and of course Joseph Joestar. Uh, it's I think it'd be kind of a similar, especially for the comedic department. Like if you love the wild, off the wall, crazy stuff that happens and like becomes like this most the most absurd like plot contrivance, like sudden uh, like clutch last moment of winning the the thing and it's just the most hilarious non sequitur ever like it happens all the time in boba Bo too like honestly like uh honestly i think they were both running and jump at the same time now that i think about it stardust crusaders had to have been running around the time that boba Bo was serialized and jump i'm gonna look this up while that's happening i'd like to know what somebody who's never seen full metal alchemist brotherhood has to say about it yeah, so um, first I'll just say I, I know I'm about 80 years late. <laughs> I, I've been We're trying, glad you're here anyway. Yeah, I, I showed up late. Um, I've been trying to go back um, s- slowly and just watch a lot of shows that I always heard about and never, for whatever reason or another, got around to watching. So my, my first <laughs> my first venture back <laughs> to, to the time capsule um I watched Fooly Cooly for the first time about a couple months ago. And then after I finished that, I was like, let me go back and just let me give Full Metal Alchemist a try. Let me finally sit down and try to figure out why everyone tells me to watch this and I haven't. And I got to admit, the first couple episodes, I wasn't sure about the hype. I wasn't sold. And it's not that it was bad. Like I watched the first. I have a two episode test I do with any new show. So my two episode test is pretty simple. I cut it on within two episodes. You just got to give me one thing that just makes me want to keep watching. It, it can be one character. It can be something funny, just anything. So it passed my two episode tests and I kept watching and I, I wasn't sold at first. I didn't, I didn't like Edward as a main character at first. He was kind of bratty. Now, what kept you watching then is what I'm curious about. I like the, uh, the whole alchemy thing. Like I just wanted to get like a better explanation of it. So I was like, I just want to see how this like actually all, all works, and then also it's, the jokes of Edward being short. Um. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting that you mentioned the two episode uh, policy you have, especially for this particular adaptation of the manga. Um, so for those who don't know, Full Metal Alchemist starts Brotherhood starts with a filler episode rather than getting right into the story. It starts it basically with the full backstory on episode two, which you saw. Uh, but the first episode is kind of a introduction into alchemy with a uh, kind of a one shot story about uh, this ice controlling alchemist. And Edward and Alphonse are trying to track him down and you get a sense of the characters there and for the alchemy while also getting some really cool uh fights that weren't present in the manga so it's it's really cool that all it's really cool and Uh it's interesting that you say that because i think this is kind of one of the more confusing to jump into right at the beginning versions of fma but it's 
good to see that you are enjoying it. So how far are you? I'm on season two, episode seven. The last episode I watched was um uh when he met his father at the graveyard. Oh, you got pretty far. That's, like honestly, was, like Yeah. I watched that uh this morning. That was the last episode that I watched. So you are getting quite a bit of a sense then of because that right then the scale kind of goes it, yeah, everything like, uh, comes more. The the first the, the more they started introducing more characters, uh mm-hmm. of course like Mustang, Armstrong, uh, uh what's the one villain's name? Scar, I wanna say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that guy the Ishbal. <laughs> that guy is he's <laughs> I, I'm I'm a villain kind of guy. So he just kind of does it for me. Like he's just Scar is a really great character. Yeah. He he he's out of control, but I love it. <laughs> um and Mustang's pretty awesome too. So like the the more the introduction of the characters have just been great. Um like I said, I'm a villain person, so I just I love a good villain. Um all all of the the bad guys who I've seen so far are pretty awesome. Scar, um Lust mm-hmm. is awesome. Um The homunculi are very yeah, cool. Yeah. Very and, very the more the story's kind of unraveling in terms of, you know, they're they're trying to get um his brother's body back. Um and I think the last revelation they had in the episode I watched was um they learned that that wasn't their mother that they tried to bring back because they dug up her corpse and it just wasn't that was like the corpse of somebody completely different because like the bone structure was all different uh or something like that they were they were explaining. So yeah, it's it's just come together really well and I'm an action person, so I like being rewarded with good fight scenes. And so far, I didn't know like how intense some of the fights would be in the show because I, I kind of walked into it blind. And <laughs> when Mustang, um, well, later I found out it wasn't a real thing that happened. But um, when Mustang ran into, I think her name was Maria in the alley. Oh, yeah. And he just burned her to a crisp. I mean, later we find out, of course, you watch the show that that was all planned so on and so forth but like in the moment that i saw that i was like oh my god he he didn't hesitate like he just he just burned her to a well-done steak like he just he didn't think about it now david you've been awfully quiet here i think i'd like to extend this to you to maybe like what you could say to this is that full metal alchemist uh even though it does technically classify as a shonen uh it, it feels like it really does stand out i think because it does go really far to push its characters to this limit. I think it serves to the story, of course, with the the whole idea of losing and gaining and uh, but everything has to be kept in equilibrium at the same time. You just get this really, really poignant story. So I think it just it just makes sense for the characters to go to the edge. But it can be surprising, I think, for someone like you, you know, who hears about something like this and it is so popular. It is so uh beloved by the anime community as a whole you think oh it, it it's you know it's pretty it's pretty digestible stuff uh, anime is interesting like that sneaks up on you like you think oh death note I, all the all the all the chicks love this and then you watch it and go okay this is less about <laughs> like guys getting handcuffed together this is more about like <laughs> some yeah, this... this is some apple shenanigans going on <laughs> but uh david what do you have to say about all this I'm glad that you mentioned that it's considered a shonen because I never really considered Full Metal Alchemist uh, in any incarnation a shonen. It doesn't feel like a shonen, but it technically no, is. No, it one. doesn't. Technically, it is in Shonen Jump. 
It wasn't Shonen Jump. Full Metal Alchemist but, is an example of an anime that can have a complete package that is excellent in spite of one character being kind of a ratty jerk. And I'll just say it, even as from one short guy to another, Edward, El- Edward Elric never really did it for me. Uh, in in either series, uh, the original or Brotherhood, uh, but Mike, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And I want to ask, uh, as as someone who who is among the select few who liked the original more than Brotherhood, <laughs> will you go back and watch the original? Uh, I have to see how I feel after I finish this. Um, I'd like to point out the reason the I picked is technically the manga. <laughs> so from what I've Gain. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I researched and asked a bunch of people. So the reason I picked Brotherhood over the original was someone told me that Brotherhood, I guess, like it goes a bit more in depth. Um, I guess in terms of the story, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, uh, I could, yeah, I could say what what the difference is is uh, for the first half of the original series, you have a very faithful beat by beat, really well paced. Uh, uh, retelling of the manga up to the point where the anime caught up with the manga and then they went and did something different with the concepts because the manga hadn't explained things like the homunculi and such. So things are different. I won't say how, but a lot of key concepts in the story are taken in a different direction just because the anime had to keep going at a weekly pace and the manga was. You know, they they passed. They passed the manga. They had surpassed it in the story and had run out of filler. And the filler, I'd say, in the first is really, really good. But I preferred the I prefer the manga straight up. But everybody is, of course, entitled to each their own. I think they're just two different series at the end of the day, especially with how they end up. But I don't know. Uh, David, actually, I didn't. I, we might have talked about this before, I think, on APOS. Or not APOS on A3K. Gosh, my the memories. Uh, but uh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to go back and look at the original because it's been some years. It's been some. Years. I can say uh, in my memory for watching them both, I recall enjoying the first anime from start to finish more than Brotherhood from start to finish, which is why. I say to Mike, uh, if he does enjoy it, I would love to hear his thoughts later on in the future uh, about the about the original Full Metal Alchemist anime, uh, as well as Brotherhood, and maybe do a little compare and contrast to see how he feels and what he thinks about it. Uh, so sure. far, it's it's going good. Something interesting you said there uh, at the beginning is that y- you, for anime that you're watching, you give it two episodes. That's that's a little bit less than than what I'm usually used to hearing. Most people, it's it's three, or in my case, even four. So I'm I'm curious that um, you said that the the alchemy is what interested you. So what did you think of say the characters so far? Oh, which ones did you like? Which ones did didn't you like? Um, well, kind of like you, Ed- Edward is yeah. He's fifty-fifty. So some some episodes he's okay. Uh, other he's moments, actually five, 
five foot five, but <laughs> some, some moments I can deal terrible. with. <laughs> some other moments I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't know about this guy. He's but, definitely um, the shonen protagonist. Yeah, yeah, that that down to a T. Um, Y'all but, don't know the pain. Like David, you say you're short, but you don't know the pain of FanimeCon <laughs> 2012, where everybody looks at you and goes, "Your Colonel Mustang." Your cosplaying Colonel Mustang, but your boyfriend is a foot taller than you. And yeah. I go, just just walk, just walk away, just just walk <laughs> away. Okay? If 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 you don't acknowledge height, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I t- please. I tell myself that all the time. Uh, Mike, I I am interested in uh your uh what i can't remember the name of the arc but the arc uh that has to deal with maria and you know the the townies uh that one specifically i think tends to really uh hit a lot of people that's kind of where things really take the i don't know it it gets a lot darker at that point rather than comedic as brotherhood kind of starts out as uh I don't know. Was there, yeah, that was, was there any moment like that that really kind of like made you think like, oh, the the emotional stakes are there now? Yeah, I was gonna say that was another thing about the show that was kind of weird because the, the tone to me was like it was it was kind of weird because some episodes would just be funny, like they're just throwing short jokes left and right, which I thought were great. <laughs> but then there would just be another moment where it would get so serious, and I'm like. Like the the episode, uh, I can't remember his name. The, the guy, the, the first guy who um, transformed his daughter into like the dog. Oh, Doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, not Doctor Salt. That's Salt Kimbley. That sounds that, that, Doctor Tucker. Tucker yeah, Show Tucker. Tucker. He he was like the worst yeah. father of all time, and it that mm-hmm. was a heavy episode. <laughs> like I just yeah, remember that... finishing that, and I was like, ooh, like that that hurt. Oh, like, you think that's bad? There. It's probably. Uh, check out the original because i'll say this like you know i'm i'm being nice to it because i do love it but i i criticize things because my media uh, nothing is undeserving of critique everything should be critiqued you gotta have your standards uh full metal alchemist brother is worse in pacing with uh the beginning of the story and then the original series, I'd say, is much better up until the point where it kind of diverges from the manga. It it does those storylines, like those beginning ones, like the story with Dr. Tucker and uh, Maria, the, the, the townspeople, the cult, basically, uh, kind of slower pace. So, I don't know. And the t- tone, you know, there's not so much of a need to break it up with the comedy. I think it has to do with the fact that episode two is just that big, long, sad flashback mm. of them trying to transmute their mother back to life anyway. <laughs> so I think from the beginning, they're just like, okay, episode two was that. So we have to kind of keep it light from here on out, guys. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's it is, it is what it is. I think once it gets into the manga only territory that brotherhood delves into you know you'll get even more characters i know it's surprising but it's it's good it's just so solid i'm really um, glad that you're having a good time with it i'll say real quick to piggyback on my, my two episode test um so most shows i do a two episode the only time i'll stretch it out to three and four is if it's a show that like 
I really want to like it, but like I don't, but I keep <laughs> like I keep trying to like like I want to find something to like about it because I want to stick with it. Like, for example, uh, an episode where the two episode test failed me, but I ended up loving the show. Um, uh, Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works. So I love the whole Fate series. So I started Unlimited Blade Works and it just seemed like the first half of the show dragged so much. And after two episodes, I was like, this just doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. But I was like, it's part of the Fate series. I have to watch this. I think I got 10 episodes in before I finally like perked up. But I had to keep watching it because I'm such a fan of the series that I just I felt like I was obligated to give it a try. So but, you, you'd think something like that, you're more willing to give it more of a chance because you're more familiar with this uh, series and the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rather than say you looked at Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and said, okay, everybody's been talking about this to me. So if it doesn't blow me away because it is this big thing, you know, it doesn't yeah. need more episodes to try and woo me. It should be wowing me if it really is that good. Was that kind of what you were thinking along the lines? Did I yeah, enter into if, it at all? Yeah, if the, if the bar, if, if, if people set the bar that high, then I'm expecting... You don't gotta wow me, but you you gotta give me something. You gotta yeah. I, th- there I is to- a th- there is an anime that that I understand where you're coming from on this one. I but uh, I had the opposite result. I I gave it. I think I gave it its first whole season until I finally decided that you know what. Uh, Everybody that loves it, I I hope y'all enjoy yourselves. But quite frankly, it's just not for me. I'm and, glad you tried, David. Yeah, and and Jack, you, you know what show I'm talking about. You, you know I the do. one, and I do. and it ha- it had already been mentioned earlier in the show. It uh, has. Yes. Uh for for Mike and everyone out there that may not know, uh, I know both of you uh, enjoy JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh no! Don't do this to me. <laughs> I. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I gave it. I gave it probably somewhere in the 20s worth of episodes. And that gets you all through part one, which is basically like a full-length movie. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just had to say, you know what? This is, it's not my cup of tea. It It, tries a lot of different things. And I can be down for people accepting seven out of eight of the weird off-the-wall things and not the eight. Yeah, I, I, I can say I with it. that show that that show is that's not something I would recommend to just anybody. I think that's like an acquired taste kind of show. Like if I somebody compare, was, yeah, if somebody was just getting into anime, I'm not gonna throw that to them straight out the gate because it, it might be it might be too much. <laughs> it might be just that. that I would not recommend Bobo Bo, Bo to to the beginner anime. Fan. Right, right. I would I wouldn't, but I'd recommend it to somebody who likes cartoons even if they weren't really aware of the context of anime because the show kind of contextualizes itself i meant to mention this earlier but they've if in episode one they have a whole screen full of characters that they can't subtitle or translate because there's no room so bobobo just shouts i can't read this it's in japanese <laughs> so you get that kind of stuff but come see come what did it uh sometimes people don't like pizza Hey guys, I deliver pizza for a living, but everybody likes pizza, but I don't like pizza. Does that mean I'm weird? Nah, because guess what? We all like different things.
And we like Mike Will joining us on the anime podcast of some sort. Mike, like Mike, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Thank you. Mike Will made it, and he made this podcast so much better. Uh, tell us what you've got going on, and tell us where we can find you online. Um, So, uh, I'll try not to make this too long. So, if anybody out oh, there... Th- this is your fan. part. Plug away. Plug away. <laughs> Take all your time. Seriously. <laughs> So, uh, real quick, if anybody out there is a fan of mixed martial arts and combat sports, um, that is my podcast, the Dojo Talk Podcast, which I host uh, with my co-host, the Antaku. So, we cover pretty much uh, UFC, Bellator, uh, any combat sport. If somebody's being kicked or punched in the face, we're talking about it. So, uh, I've been doing that for a little over a year now. So, uh, you can just ter- uh, type Dojo Talk Podcast. You'll find the SoundCloud page. Um, and that's where that is. Um, I also review music. Um, I used to review music on the Dojo Talk Podcast, but I've since stopped and switched to a new format. So, I have another podcast called Sounds Like Fun, uh, which uh, I do post those links on my Dojo Talk Podcast page, but they're, uh, it's mainly going to be a YouTube channel. So um, I do music reviews on that channel, and I'm also an aspiring author. I've just finished my first book, but I have to figure out uh, how to do promo, because when you're an indie author, um, there's no manual on how to do these things. You just kind of figure out and stumble through as you go. So I'm getting to hopefully the the ending process of that. So uh, I have a book coming out entitled The Oddball Chronicles. And once I figure out a little promo plan, uh, which I kind of did some brainstorming today, um, that'll hopefully be a thing by the end of the year. Um, I've been working on this since 2014, so I'm kind of ready to get this over with because I've been I've worked on this for so long that I'm almost tired of reading it and I want other people to read it so I don't have to look at it anymore. But (laughs) so I have that going on. Uh, Social media handles. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Serial Sensei. Um, that's pretty much the most active social media I'm on now. Um, I'm on Facebook, but not as much as I used to anymore. I'm also on Tumblr uh, under the same name, Serial Sensei, if you want to follow me on there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much about all I going on. Uh, so. All right, Mike. Thank you so much. Jack, another APOS is in the can. You made it. Go Woo-hoo. drink some water. Go drink some tea. And everybody, we hope you enjoyed this anime podcast of some sort. For Jack D. Allister, I'm David Majors. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk about cartoons in the not-too-distant future. Thanks for listening. Please buy my comic.